Welcome to the Big Book Podcast, Episode 7. Hey, I'm your host, Automaton2000, and uh, if I sound a little different this week, it's because my flying saucer crash-landed into a pond, and ever since I wandered into this quaint little Venusian diner, I've had a third uvula in my throat. Uh, joining me today, we have Janos Edanian. Welcome, Janos. How goes it? Going real good. I'm I'm tired. The Super Bowl didn't go uh, didn't go as planned, and I didn't watch the halftime show. So because you rooted for the wrong team, my friend. Uh, Frank, I was. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I know that Frank had yeah. some something something riding on the game. How how are you feeling today? Well, you know, Otto, I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you're here. I, uh, folks that don't know, Otto actually lost his voice completely. We didn't think he'd join us screaming uh, for Taylor Swift during the Super Bowl. He his favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was just so excited uh, to see the outstanding performance that they had. But I'm glad you're here. What was the over/under on Taylor Swift cutaways? I think I think it started at 4.5, and I think everybody lost. So sorry about that. Uh, I, I try and stay I try and stay over Taylor Swift at all times. My my frequent co-host Danjavin is here. Danjavin, how are you today? Hey Otto, thanks for for having us. Uh, you look great today, by the way. Very <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Very yeah. distinguished. Yeah, I've been trying to uh, grow out the full I'm, I'm here to plug my chronometrics and my great cab fleet. Uh, so shout out to cab, who I can definitely pronounce all the way through. Yeah, it's 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 unpronounceable. I don't think uh, even the Welsh members know for sure. So, um, And finally, last but not least, we have a very uh, special guest here, one of our frequent contributors and also first time number one finisher for a faction event, Nifty Mittens. Nifty, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, probably my greatest accomplishment. My greatest accomplishment today. <laughs> I had a pretty good day yesterday, so the other accomplishments happened yesterday. But today, best accomplishment. Uh, happy to be uh, to, to to let you have a place to talk about your crowning achievement. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's crack open the Big Book Podcast mailbag. Uh, I want to just say a quick thank you for our, our uh, listeners who have stuck with us uh, through the uh, episode six, the lowest spending podcast available on YouTube and also podcast outlets everywhere. Uh, we were joined by King Louie, who did a fantastic job uh, talking about the VIP zero experience. Uh, since then, we've had a few notes on that as well as on our clip show. Um, I want to just give a shout out quickly to uh, people that spoke up. Uh, we have Abernathy J, 99 levels to live. Radio Silence and Enzo Karate. Thanks, listeners. Uh, feel free to drop a comment if you have anything to give us feedback on on the video. Uh, Danjavin, do you have the uh, email address for the Big Book Podcast ready to drop here? Uh, no, I'm 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 ill prepared because I'm still working on my chronometrics <laughs> sheet. But you know, Frank, you do have a lot of YouTube alts. I didn't know you had that many. But thanks for, for dropping those comments. And Some of them are you... mine. If you do need to send an email, and it's not to a Big Book uh, podcast address, but you do want to send it to a Frank alternate, uh, you can send it to actuallynotfrank at gmail.com. And just remember, for Big Book Plus subscribers, everybody gets our own physical mailing addresses, so uh, you can look forward to that perk. I'm extremely confused as to who is who right now, by the way, so I'm, I might slip up here and there. But uh... <laughs> So uh, back to Nifty, I want to uh, talk about uh, your faction wins. So we had actually a, a question earlier today in the Timelines Talks Discord from Admiral Stark. Uh, he says, how did you guys get so high in the rankings? I see these scores and wonder if I'd ever get that close. Nifty, did you ever have that feeling before your first win? Uh, so I 
have been saving for a long time uh, to do this. Um, however, that has not stopped me from you know pushing for a top 1500 or a top 750 or I think at least once in this saving era uh, for top 100 where I just kind of get impatient because uh, unless you're prepared to just spend, 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 which I was not, um, you do have to choose your moment. Um, if one of the uh, mega whales that notably will buy out a faction sometimes uh, is pushing for it, now's not the week. Uh, or sometimes we've had some really heated battles where maybe it wasn't going to start out as a, a mega whale buy fest, but then there's three people just pushing, pushing, pushing. So I've, uh, I've abandoned a couple attempts halfway through day one where it was like, nope, nope, time to tap out. This is not my week. Uh, I don't want to have to, you know, drain it all and feel like, uh-oh, was it a waste? Did I, you know, like, finish fifth, which is still great, but then used all my resources up? I, I would be bummed out. I kind of wanted to win or nothing. Um, and so I didn't even go into this week with that uh, that thought. But thanks to my squad mate, uh, Frank, over here, uh, who got off to a quick start himself with uh, my squad share, uh, I had a decent amount on day one. And I thought, you know what? Screw this. Like, let's, let's at least like go for it for a day. And if nobody is going crazy, then maybe this is mine. Um, so I did. Uh, and I started kind of strategizing from there because, again, it, I didn't start out doing it. But uh, I just I started sending out quick waves of 30-minute shuttles, and I had over 400 of those uh, five-star boosts to start with. I'd been saving a while, like I said. Um, then I started sending waves of uh, 20 additional rental token shuttles with the 2x doublers. Uh, I started with over 200 of those 2x doublers. Uh, or almost 200, excuse me. Um, so that got my score up really quick. Um, I did do some deal spending. I wanted to let uh, the, there was a, at the start, there was a, a member of, I believe the IPA fleet uh, who was making a statement of their own. Um, and I wanted to let them know that I was serious. But since I'd had a slower start, I did uh, do some, uh, wa a few waves of the, the 50 dilithium instant complete on those uh, five-star boosted shuttles just to make up some extra ground here and there to show, hey, like this guy's coming for you, you know, either go for it, open up a lead on me and maybe I'll back off or, you know, realize that uh, maybe you're in for a battle you don't want and uh, and I can scare you away. So so can we say uh, that the nifty method is establish dominance early and oh, also plan for eight years saving up your boosts. Is that about right? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, and Frank... Uh, and have a have a great BYOF. team, in Frank. BYOF, what's that? Bring your own Frank. Bring your own Frank. <laughs> no, I, honestly, it, having a good squad is is really helpful. Um, between Frank and also a friend of the pod, plain simple Garrick, uh, they were very very uh, helpful uh, squad members, uh, and just even like the, the the fleet in general. We had we had you know a couple people pop in and out if they weren't ready for the events. Because again, I didn't plan this. I didn't assemble the power squad beforehand. Uh, so we you know, we rearranged some stuff mid-event and uh, and got some people boosting me, uh, which was which was great. Um, and as a result, you know, I, we finished I don't know, top 15 for a fleet, which for us lately that's pretty that's pretty solid. Um, we don't have such esteemed uh, skirmish winners like Tom Baton 2000 in our fleet anymore. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was good. And then it was nice, you know, building building a lead, 
I wanted to be aggressive. I was prepared to spend it all. I didn't want to ease off too much and make somebody think, ah, he ran out of resources. Um, they wouldn't know I didn't, and I would then still be feel like I needed to spend more. So I, I only really eased up a bit later on Saturday, kind of kept a cushion. Some people started getting within a million. I didn't like that, so I pushed a little more uh, and just yeah, ma maintained that and had to make sure that uh, this morning I woke up in time, uh, my time zone, the event ends at 9. I'm not always up by 9 on a weekday. <laughs> so I had to make sure I was up to collect those final shuttles and cement the win. Wonderful. So yeah, the, the ranks of the, the first place uh, finishers for the Big Book Podcast is growing. Uh, by the day, we still have a few more uh, members that need to finish out here. I won't call them out by name. You know who you are. But if you ever want to finish first, I think we could all learn a lot from Nifty's efforts here. So thank you for sharing the, the very the very detailed uh, method that you took. That's going to really help a lot of our listeners if they're ever planning their own. Um, I will add, because this, this was one thing that people were talking about and asking, I spent approximately 6,000 dilithium. That's so when I mentioned those shuttles I instantly completed, it came to, I didn't get exact numbers because I didn't think to check, um, but based on a screenshot from the day the event started, I can tell you approximately 6,000 dilithium. Yeah, I call that a budget win. That's great. Hi, Dan Javin here. Uh, one of my good friends, Otomaton2000, has, has won several events, and he told me some of his secrets, so let me just relay them to you. Uh, for Galaxy and Skirmish, you can absolutely win without spending a single dilithium crystal, and that happens fairly regularly. Uh, and I think there's probably enough meat on the bone that we may do a, a standalone podcast for event uh, advice and planning in the future. Yeah, essentially, it comes down to <laughs> a lot of planning and prep ahead of time. Sometimes you have to go for an event where you don't really like the reward because a lot of other people won't and the competition will be lower. Or maybe you want to event uh, on a holiday when there is less competition. So um, it's not always a, a beautiful, easy win to first place. But, uh, you know, if you haven't had one before, it's certainly a nice feeling. And quickly, I'll say, and it was my pleasure to support Nifty in this unplanned uh, happy accident, as we call it. Uh, and Admiral Stark, and anyone else out there that kind of wonders about the ins and outs of winning events, specifically factions, uh, I'll just say this. I won my single faction event back in 2017, uh, and my winning score was 1 million, and almost even. And everybody backed off after the first day when they saw me jumping up the leaderboard because they said, oh, God, you know, here's Frank. So Frank's going to buy an event. Oh, well. And I just stopped. There were no there were, shuttle boosts didn't exist then like they did today. So you didn't have years of a stockpile. Uh, so that million VP that I won with actually cost me. About eleven thousand dilithium basically double what nifty spent uh and nifty had an amazingly incredibly larger score almost four times the score that i had when i won my event which just shows that planning and utilizing your resources and luck with you know the 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 competition falls the right way having a good squad to support you even a low spender or a VIP zero spender, I think seriously could make a strong push. Don't get your hopes down. Uh, don't feel discouraged because there hasn't been, you know, there's been less than 200 unique event winners through the history of the game. Uh, and factions can be very competitive as we'll talk about 
in a little bit with the roadmap, there could be changes coming to events where they won't be as grindy. So you might have a chance on other event types. Uh, just keep playing and conserve your resources and plan appropriately. You know, I, I hate to murder a great segue, but I will say number one piece of advice, if you aren't 100% sure you can do it, do not go for it. Also, same goes for Dabo, because I've seen a lot of people think, oh, I probably have enough, and then they feel like they, quote, wasted all these resources for a top 20, top 10, whatever finish. So uh, it, it's usually more competitive than you think, and, and you don't want to be disappointed at the end of it. Always bet on a sure thing. It's good, good, good points. <laughs> Uh, so I think that I will take that segue, though. I think that's a great uh, chance to talk about the roadmap. So uh, Ben and uh, and uh, TPG Joe uh, appeared on stream. They've been doing a good job of keeping uh, their, their informational streams up on about a monthly basis. Uh, the prior month they had John Delancey on, which was fun to watch. He had a lot of really interesting detail about stuff that happened eight years ago that I have no idea, unless he was keeping a diary, how he re really remembered um, but but while that was fun, we actually got a little bit more meat on this recent stream that they had done where they presented uh, the TPG uh, Star Trek Timelines roadmap. So talking a little bit about the potential for either a new event or some rebalancing to existing events. Uh, Genos, were you able to watch the stream and what, what, uh, what thoughts do you have on their discussion about event talk or anything else that you picked off of the stream? Yeah, um, I did get a chance to watch uh, the majority of it, and I'm I'm really enthused about possibility for different event um, permutations because uh, right now there's only three active event types. Expeditions are sadly dead. Um, however, you feel about them, sadly or not. Your sadness sadly. may vary. <laughs> yes, thank you, Nifty. So there's you know there's only so many permutations of the existing three events, so it, it gets stale. Um, you know, whether you get three faction events or faction phases in a row, you get a bunch of skirmishes. You know, we're not getting a bunch of skirmishes, so it's probably faction or galaxy. So if they can make it, um, you know, less grindy, you know, as, as alluded to, I think that would be fantastic, especially um, just given that you, you want a little bit more time away from, from your phone or from your, your device. So um, I'm looking forward to that, that opportunity. Very I good. think one of the things they even said, um, you know, way down the road is a possible new event type, which would bring us from three to four type of events. Maybe a gauntlet or a voyage event. Yeah, I think it'd be great if we could get a rotation that, that we don't have to repeat during the month, or at the very least, that's going to allow for a lot more hybrid options as well. So it'll be interesting to see how those play off of each other. Uh, Frank, what did you take away from the, the TPG stream? Well, as as the memes and the jokes go, uh, the game is not dead while Ben is alive, and they really are working on future planning, and I'm, I'm impressed with the depth that they're going between a new event type, uh, quality of life improvements, uh, modifying existing events to better help the player base, you know, lots of things that you would not expect out of an eight-plus-year-old mobile game, to say nothing of ever finding an eight-year-plus mobile game that's still alive and actively being developed and supported. That is ancient uh, in that ecosystem. Uh, so it's it's just nice to see consistency out of them. I think the team, uh, when they, they merge studios and they've gotten their uh, overseas team kind of spinning up now and, and getting into the groove, they're really starting to find their footing where they hadn't previously. 
they're getting really good with communication they're getting uh really consistent with the messages and they're getting good at talking to the community which we'll talk about new avenues of that in a little bit uh so overall i'm very pleased and impressed so are they becoming our primary competition and content content provision for Star Trek timelines? Are we? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to at least poach one of the hosts here uh, to TPG to come, podcast to come work like on their. Imagine if they had a Discord or something and they poached one of you. That would just be silly. <laughs> so that's that's a that's a great segue too. We'll talk a little bit about the new Discord. So, Genos, uh, tell us a little bit more about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. The years ago, you may have recalled, uh, TPG came out with a Star Trek Legends um, mobile game. It was offered through the Apple Arcade, uh, which was a you pay for the Apple Arcade and you get a, a series of games that you could play. Um, you know, you didn't. There was no in-app purchases. You got the whole game, but you had to pay a monthly sub, um, subscription. So a lot of the timelines players got into that for a short period of time until my uh, until the I got bored of the story and. Um, you know, the free subscription ran out and a lot of us just flounced from the game at that point. Uh, that game continued on and, you know, has a, a core group of, of players. And there was an official Discord for uh, Legends, which they have now sort of resurrected and repurposed. There's still Legends content in there and now there is uh, Star Trek Timelines content. I don't think uh, TPG is really... Um, publicized too much that it's out there but I think they're going to be uh, so right now it's just kind of spreading through word of mouth through the variety of different fleet and uh, wider discords and and on, on, not the forums yet because the forums don't actually know that like voyages exist yet so the the trick time YouTube channel that uh, also hosts this podcast um, Actually, I don't know if we're under an NDA or not, but no one listens uh, to to hour two of, of the Big Book Pod. So here we go. Uh, we were approached about some some pre-release Steam footage of Legends, so you may see some of that on this channel in the coming weeks, uh, and then maybe that that'll help you decide for yourself if that looks like the kind of game that you'd be interested in. Yeah, Genos was describing it to me. I don't have any exposure because I haven't had an, an Apple device for a while, but it sounds interesting, a, 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 a kind of a skill-driven RPG. Uh, you know, it sounds like something that's right up my alley. I, I really, uh, for, for my money, I'm not really into the, the Fleet Command-style games where you've got your, you're upgrading your keep and you're going out and doing PvP, but I, I can sink my teeth into a good RPG, so I'll be taking a look into that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was auto. Uh, auto, don't you want your keep to go from level 34 <laughs> to level 35 after 72 <laughs> hours of, of waiting? Isn't that exciting? And six months of gathering resources. Yes, that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> so let's, ahead, uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I, uh, I also played it when it uh, first came out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, I think the real reasons I stopped were you, you did at the time, when it first came out, you kind of hit a wall because they hadn't really developed a ton of new content for it. Um, and I'm mostly the kind of person that can really only commit to one game at a time because I get to a certain point where it's like, I'm either going to give up the game or like, oh, I need to achieve good things. And so, you know, I was playing this, uh, playing timelines already. Didn't want to spend all the time on my phone, uh, more than I already do. So, uh, I, I stepped away from that, but, uh, yeah, promising game. Um, the fact that it's still around these days means that it had a good following. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yep, available now exclusively on Steam. Next. Yeah, it looks like there's not going to be any more uh, 
uh, incremental payments, just you buy it once and you own it. So interesting approach. Um, so I would like to go through the rest of our news updates, kind of rapid fire here, because everybody wants to get to some stats, right? You want to do some bigbook.app stats talk. So we're going to get around to that in just a moment. Just some housekeeping here. Um, so for anybody playing on Android, it's two times to lithium. Uh, I personally will just interject a note here. I don't really recommend taking on any of the large games for a 2x to lithium event. You, you want to save those. On the for, offer wall. On the offer wall, right. That's right, too. Yeah, you <laughs> just you. get two times to lithium for having Android. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations, every Android <laughs> owner. <laughs> the the offer wall uh, does have some really big, juicy uh, payouts, but they get even larger around about two or three times a year when they do the 4x multiplier. Uh, so it and takes Linda's some... getting larger. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Obligatory airplane. <laughs> take some. Uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Zucker. So yeah, we'll, we're going to take some uh, some smaller offers uh, here to to pad out our account, but nothing large. Uh, player's choice survey is still up. That's going to inform a later player's choice uh, mega event. Uh, stand up, be counted. It's part of their metrics. Uh, even if you don't really care about the choices, go ahead and fill out the survey form. Uh, do it for Danjevin. He really appreciates it. Um, the uh, let's see here uh, Otto I want to mention Automaton 2000 myself that's me Automaton 2000 I got <laughs> shouted out uh, uh, during the WRG cast uh, that the trait audit uh, had a lot of work done by myself for years and years and years so as they are reviewing and adding traits uh, Danjavin any thoughts about all the hard work that I've put in over the years shut up Otto you moron <laughs> No, you know what? We're going to stay positive. I hope they really nail this trade audit, and that's all I, Danjavin, have to say about it. <laughs> right on. Only, only the big and only the big book plus video podcast subscribers are going to know for sure what's exactly going on here. We we have a limited amount of that swearing beep that we can interject each each podcast. We're going to save that for later on in case we need it. Yeah, those beeps are expensive, folks. <laughs> Uh, so Honor Hall is going to have a Data featured as the next character. Um, there will be fi uh, finally something interesting to chase after other than 250 Dilithium. In the Epic slot for uh, Continuum missions, uh, for those uh, participating in those, there will be an exclusive crew that will be featured for the final reward, uh, potentially running for four to five weeks. I'm guessing four. Uh, that seems to be their giveaway crew uh, benchmark uh, so that we have to cite the last one, but we'll see how good it is. No news on what that is yet. Coming soon, uh, probably by the end of February. Uh, Voyager trait collection, uh, staggered milestones where we get one skill boosting and then one just straight drops of currencies and maybe premium packs uh, alternating. Uh, equipment rebalance, a few new equipments. Uh, they didn't mention decommissioning old equipments. I think that was mentioned much longer ago uh, uh, when they first uh, introduced the new continuum mission equipment features. Uh, so look for the rebalance to maybe add something, but maybe we'll still get to use those binars equipments that we've been stockpiling. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, I want to just call out the uh, what I'm calling the sen senior product manager elderly moment of the <laughs> the TPG podcast, where uh, Ben and I quote stated, uh, "We will quote brainstorm ways to adjust players' wallets." So thank you, Ben, for keeping an eye on our personal economy. Yeah, thank you, Ben. I uh, have way too many business cards and random things in my wallet. They need to go. I appreciate the help. <laughs> If Ben wants a coupon for five guys, I think I could hook him up. 
I love their fries, man. Get them some Dunkin' Donuts. Cajun fries for the win. Big Book Podcast, sponsored by Five Guys. All right, here we go. Hey, which conveniently enough is who is currently talking to you. (laughs) Featuring Five Guys, sponsored by. All right, let's get on a new crew. Here we go. So we've got one really big, I mean, I want to start out with the biggest and the best here to keep keep our listeners entertained. We've got Omediclon debuting as the new Gauntlet exclusive, replacing Power Ransom, who had a good run about six months. Uh, Frank, what are your thoughts on our new omelet? I mean, Omediclon? You know, Unicron looks pretty good. Uh, he's He's got similarities to uh, Caretaker a little bit, or uh, Tribbled Koloth and Korax, Cortex, uh, Koloth. Don't blame me. I voted for Kang. Uh, it was expected because they've, you know, speaking earlier about them getting consistent, they've gotten consistent with their frequency of uh, honor sales, honor hall updates, gauntlet crew updates, and I guess to an extent, maybe portal updates yet to be seen. Uh, so it's a it's a welcome change. It's a welcome character. A uh, good character from the Dominion War arc and um, pretty good stats. At the stats here, I see he's got an interesting skill set here. We've got a sec primary with a inch secondary med tertiary. Really, really interesting. Um, Nifty, what are your thoughts on on that mix of skills and uh, and what he can bring to to the gauntlet and to other aspects of the game? Um, I'm pretty excited for the. Uh, it, it's yeah, like people have already said, it's it's a different skill set. Uh, not not unique, but uh, it, it's stuff we don't we don't see a lot. Um, and usually you find yourself going into a gauntlet. Uh, if med or eng aren't featured, you probably don't have a lot of it going around um, outside of really Caretaker and uh, Red Angel. And yeah, there's a few others that have their moments, but Caretaker and Red Angel are the only kind of frequent uh, gauntleteers uh, who do much worth noting in those skills. Uh, correct me if I'm forgetting about anybody else. Um, and even Caretaker, I find myself not taking him as much unless he's uh, getting at least 25%. Um, so it'll be nice to have uh, some fresh blood in uh, in those upper ranks. And, and yeah, there'll be complaints of the inevitable walls of this character, and I don't have him yet either, and maybe I'll be bummed out forever and ever as uh, I get decimated by uh, those lucky enough to have him. But that's uh, all part of the game. So, Janos, you've been uh, an advocate of uh, hashtag site old gauntlet exclusives, but things have changed recently. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? This guy has uh, is starting out with one, two, three, four collections here. Seems like an interesting target for citation. What do you think? Yeah, uh, so I I was a big advocate of the citing the old non-featured gauntlet exclusives uh, in the days before they introduced the Behold metric uh, or Behold feature for your your rewards, your jackpots in Gauntlet. Uh, I have not cited any of my old exclusives, even though I'm only one star away on three of them, and they're all pretty heavy hitters, a crew that I'd want to quit for Gauntlet, that I want that final star for, for collections. And also, since the uh, Gauntlet exclusive collection has moved away from uh, stat boost to just the legendary citation, it doesn't have the value anymore. Things have changed a little bit with equipment because you got to get all five stars. But at the same time, everyone's in the same situation. You know, I, I think a lot of players don't want to cite their gauntlet exclusives unless they're going for like a first to max or something. So we're probably not going to see a whole bunch of 
uh, equipped Ometlicon, Ometlicon omelets uh, in the gauntlet for, for some time, honestly. Even though he is such a powerhouse, I think we're going to see just in his, his bland vanilla gauntlet exclusive stats instead of the you know massive equipment stats. Yeah, he's 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 certainly powerful. Debuting at, at the number two spot for Gauntlet, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, oh, over ten number one Gauntlets here, uh, with a whole bunch of number twos and threes uh, that either he debuts at a, a tier S plus, and remains to be seen whether they add any new uh, Gauntlet trait assortments uh, that are custom tailored to Dominion, or, uh, or or Scoundrel, or something that we haven't seen a whole lot of in the past here. So. Be interesting yeah, Genos calls him vanilla, but he's like Tahitian <laughs> vanilla bean because he's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if I Dangervin were a betting man, absolutely they're going to add more sets. But you know, even without him, he is extremely close. You can see not just the, the the rank, but the the numerical rating very close to our number one Gauntletier Admiral Black. And the secret sauce really is the skill set because by overall power, he's only ninth. But uh, he infringes on a lot of skill combos that had almost no options. I mean, for Sec Med, some people are still thawing um, the Purple Crew Mirror Flocks. For Sec Eng, it was pretty much tripled Koloth and Corax and, and no one else. You know, maybe you bring along uh, Burnham or uh, what the 2016 2017 gangster Spock when, when they had 45%. But that versatility uh, really helps. You know, even without crit, you may be bringing them at five percent sometimes if if sec or, or med is the featured skill, uh, and you know, it, it kind of relieves pressure on on crew with uh, I'm thinking defensive flocks, the seg med there. You know, you kind of had to pick him if it was a med gauntlet. And now maybe you can you can pivot away from that if he's only five percent. No metaclon's going to be twenty five. So uh, versatility is a big thing. You know, he's. It, he may not go to three and four fatigues like some of the real heavy hitters, but uh, you know he should decisively win those rare skill combo matchups. Yeah, he's a unicorn. I, I really, I, I'm excited because we haven't. Uh, Power Ransom didn't really get me going. I wasn't playing a whole lot of Gauntlet while he was featured. Um, I, I felt like I had a lot of his uh, his skills covered pretty well, um, but I'm, I'm competing for Omedaclon, so watch out. <laughs> we have uh, we have uh, I think we've said enough good things about a Metaclon. Let's let's try to push it here and see if we can find some good things to say about. Oh wait, okay, wait. Is this a? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I hate to say uh, to our dear listeners here, uh, we are on to Dream Alien Leader. Uh, well, I won't bury the lead here, but let's start with uh, who's buying the campaign this month and uh, who's earning four copies for free of the Dream alien leader the leader is good the leader is great we surrender our will as of this date and i i did buy the campaign but i am a habitual campaign buyer because of the ancillaries and if i didn't screw up and accidentally cite him when i was trying to fuse him with another copy i wouldn't be citing him he's just that boring to me honestly yeah, command dip sec. We're we're back here. Hey, well, I have to say one good thing about him. He's not a command dip side character. Uh, Frank, are you a dream alien leader owner? I I am, and dream weaver. I wake up every night uh, dreaming of him in his two collections, which is just like wow, that's so worth the special premium. You know, he's got launch voyage scores right in the middle of the mid fifties, early sixties pack, like most cards that launch today uh with the command sec dip skill set so 
Uh, if you don't pay for the premium campaign, folks, don't worry. You didn't miss anything this month. Nifty, what are your yeah, thoughts on his, uh, on his? Yeah, what are your thoughts on his collections? Because he's got a little bit of, of headway here, doesn't he? So he does have only two collections, um, as Frank pointed out. Uh, he does have a nice spread of traits that uh, could show up. Um, so he's an. If you do have him, he's an investment in the future. Uh, we have no rumors floating around yet of. Uh, any pending collections, I would not go out of my way to grab him today just because of that potential future. Uh, as Geno said, if you're getting the campaign, you're probably getting it for the other benefits, and he is just a crew that's thrown in there. Um, even, you know, at first glance, you think his ship ability is pretty good, but that's limit two. So if if you're really hurting for 400 instant damage, 400% instant damage crew, Maybe he'll show up on your uh, arena battles, but really, no, no. Retrieve somebody else if you don't have... Uh, retrieve retrieve Taco. Uh, retrieve somebody that you can also use in fleet boss battles. Let me pose this question. Is this the first time that the the $10 legendary is better than the $25 legendary in the campaign? Because I think it is. Yeah, Videla, Videla Elder is is a fantastic crew. Any any newer player would be excited and get a whole lot of value off of four stars on that, and maybe leave the Dream Alien Leader off to the sidelines for a little bit. I don't. Maybe I'll circle back a little bit and talk about a Metaclon because he had a, an arena uh, ability that we kind of glossed over here, and we'll talk about another crew later on that kind of eclipses him. Um, but just to point out, always keep an eye on those arena abilities. A Metaclon has a six second initiation plus sixteen thousand crit bonus. Nothing to sneeze at with also a plus 10 attack, so really viable for your uh, your attack boosting crew on fleet boss battles. There's no limit to it. Uh, also great for skirmish and arena as well. If you're willing to cite him and you can get him. Yep. He's, yeah, he's, he's probably the least accessible of the, the crew that are surrogates in that big attack, big, big crit. All right, so uh, I think that's more than enough about this month's campaign. If you're still looking to invest, you know, you can always wait until the last day, uh, you know, make your decision. Well, hold on a second, yeah. because I, Danjavin, uh, have noted before on this podcast, I'm pretty choosy about uh, about who I <laughs> shell out money for. Could someone at Tilting Point Games explain to me the thought process of of this will suck in players to to drop an extra $15 on the game? Because nobody remembers where he's from. I mean, uh, Otto, I know you're a big Chicote guy, and that's from his episode. I bet even you had to double take when you heard this name. The skill set is bad. Like, there's no great metric. Uh, there's nothing flashy. And then putting him right next to a better legendary even kind of highlights how boring he is. So, I, you know, I know we've been positive, so it's my, uh, my me, Danjavin, uh, my job to bring it down a little bit. But <laughs> I, I just, you know... Is is there a reason here, or or did they just miss the mark on this yeah, one? Yeah, maybe. You know, I think maybe they're testing out the Genos and Frank theory of we'll buy it no matter what you put in there. So let's just cram some junk in. That they want the sites and the dilithium anyways, right? So all about Not... the Voyage re re revival tokens. <laughs> it, we call it nifty selling. Nifty selling. <laughs> gimme, gimme. I think once they added Starbase uh, components to the premium track, we're like, oh, okay, this is the turning point. Now we're buying everyone. It's called awesome. tilting point. It was the tilting point. <laughs> God. All right, uh, you shields. <laughs> so that we talked about the, the spendy, spendy option. How about the competitive option? So for our players coming up on the uh, event starting on the 16th, we have another faction event beginning. 
that you can compete for probably one of the best Dex variants, if not the best ever released, uh, which isn't saying much. She's got some real stinkers, but we've got rejoined Jedzia Dex with a really pretty strong Psy primary, um, but you know it's coming next. Dip and command. Yep, we have another command dip Psy crew. Uh, Nifty, you're going to get another number one finish for rejoined Jedzia Dex? Uh, I will not. Uh, not that she's not uh, a, a worthy uh, contender for somebody to win multiple copies of. I just uh, won't have it in me to, to try again. Uh, but I will go for at least one copy, and we'll see how uh, how competitive it gets and how my resources are doing. Maybe I'll I'll play around with the top 750 rank uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean she's great. They just want again the best. Dax we've seen in a while, if not ever. Excuse me, Jedzia Dax. Ezri has gotten love. Jedzia has not. Uh, and, you know, she's... It's such a dependable event name. Uh, and you're going to have factions or faction galaxies uh, where having this crew on your roster, even at only one, two stars, whatever, uh, she's going to do some work for you. Uh, especially if uh, you ever want to go deep in an event. Shout out to my earlier uh, victory. Uh, what also helped was having a deep roster of Klingons who I had ready to go. I, I thawed people I'd never thaw. You know, you, you got to get deep on those shuttles if you want to have uh, extended success beyond the core four. And so, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a great candidate for uh, using in all sorts of events. And uh, I think she even has a little bit of voyage potential, but that's. When we start talking like that, it's really just those of us that uh, want to change things up or want to milk every last uh, little bit out of our voyages. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily hunt her down for voyages alone, given the skill set is just replicated elsewhere. Yeah, I think I'd pump the brakes on talking about Voyagers. Being a, a Command Dipsy crew debuting at Voyage rank 92, she is well far down that later loser's curve and will be pushed even further. Now, she does have some good seats. She's actually got an interesting array of traits here. Um, and so every once in a great while when a favorable triplet comes up, uh, she may be your, your best choice for certain seats. But we're talking, you know, if you're going to be winning one star and investing four citations on rejoined Jedzia decks, may not be the best investment of your resources. Um, Frank, Janos, Danjavin, any further notes that we can share on this crew? Yeah, actually, I, when I saw the headshot, I'm like, wait a second, isn't that Darlene Kursky? Uh, it's extremely similar. And so I started looking at the cards. They are actually extremely similar. Another Command Dipsy Gold. I, I believe she was the last Gold Jadzia released. Uh, very similar scorecards uh, on their big book pages. Event first, a little bit of Voyage. You know, the, the new one has more traits, but we're not getting a Federation or a Starfleet or a Desperate Collection. So that kind of only helps with antimatter. But as you've established, Dan, you know, by raw uh, by raw score, she's already in the, the triple-digit ranks, rank 1, 13 at the moment, with a bad skill set. The whole reason I think I'm going to go after this card is because I'm really enjoying uh, Terry Farrell, uh, who is now on about half of the uh, Delta Flyers podcasts because they're now doing uh, Deep Space Nine as a rewatch now that they finished Voyager. Uh, so I'm really enjoying her, her take, and it's cool to hear her voice. And, you know, seeing her uh, introduced as a, a new card, I'm, I'm really going to... I'm, I'm going to grab a couple of copies, and, you know, the art is good. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is from Lenora Khan uh, episode of, of uh, Deep Space Nine, which, you know, was 
controversial and you know stirred up some things so i think from that perspective i'll grab a couple copies then you know maybe eventually she'll get uh you know retrieved to finish the troll collection because i think you still need most of them to to top that out at the 40 so better to finish her than unfortunately like someone like Eleanor Khan or a really old like brains jadzia dax or uh you know alternate future dax any any of those those crew You'll hear me say this three times uh, on the pod, and uh, this one rings true. The artwork's great. I love the artwork. And just for the artwork alone, I'm solely going to go for it. Yeah, I'm getting kind of I Dream of Genie vibes, uh, the poofy shirt and the little phylactery. Interesting. So let's uh, take a look at one of the prizes from uh, from prior weeks. Uh, we had the opportunity to compete for Scorpion Tendi recently. Uh, so uh, the, the interesting variant for people's bridges and avatars, but also pretty playable here. Um, so, Frank, uh, were you uh, able to snag a few copies of Scorpion Tendi, and, and how's she working for you? Yes, and for the second time, I say fantastic art, and it's a great skill set uh, with sex sci med. Uh, and some really unique uh, traits that roll along with it, like brutal and desperate and duelist, explorer. Uh, also, anytime an Orion comes up that's not one of the original Orions that are terrible, it's always a welcome thing. So for me, I think this is one of the best cards that's come out in a long time. Raw Voyage score, she might not top the charts, uh, but I find a lot of use for this card. I'm dragging this card through Continuum Missions right now. Uh, to enhance because I want this card to be voyaging for me for a long time. And so, Jenna, so you have a, you have any other takes for Scorpion Tendi that we can talk about? Yeah, I grab I grab two copies, uh, not just for the objective event, but for the same uh, reasons that that Frank mentioned. It's it's a it's fun art. I like Tendi. Um, the skill set is, is really fantastic. Uh, years ago, I remember uh, Auto on Timelines Talks, the number one premium exclusive show for all things Star Trek Timelines, had mentioned the, the dearth of, of Sexi in the game, and I still carry that to this day. If I can find a big amount of Sexi, uh, I'm going to grab it. So I grab those two copies, and I think uh, she might be my my fun site the next time the honor sale rolls around. I'll throw a three sites on her and um, you know, finish that off. Or, you know, recaps, I think, are coming soon. So uh, she was the event reward, so she'll be in those, uh, those recap packs. So maybe I'll grab a couple copies and finish her off there. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I, I like the big sec base to start, and then, you know, all the other combos that she have are, are icing on the cake. She's got quite a few number one combinations for her pair and triplet on, on various voyage seats. Um, debuting a little bit weak at, at a voyage rank on the bigbook.app of number 67, but her skill set really does push her up, uh, and, and she'll have a lot of staying power, I think. Uh, they just don't really print crew frequently in this triplet at all, so... I think she'll stick around for a while. Oh, I, Dangevin, am known for my lyric puns. So if you want my tendy and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. <laughs> well, thanks for letting us know, Dangevin. <laughs> the. <laughs> the. Um, so. Uh, ah, you wish you thought of that one. That was you? good. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, this is why we pay you the big bucks. Um, you mean the big book box. The big books. Uh, the big books. Uh, big so, box podcast. 
So we have the good fortune, uh, since the bigbook.app has a little bit of precognition to crew yet to come, we have the good fortune of talking about some uh, crew that are on the near horizon here. Um, the first of which, and, and probably really the most exciting one to talk about, is going to be Ubiquitous Borg Queen, and currently on bigbook.app, debuting at Tier 1. Very rare, only shared by currently five total crew. Um, six. Locutus is six, here one in our heart. Uh, in our hearts. Always in our hearts. Good news for players. She is free. Available as a prize for completing the epic level of continuum missions. Uh, replacing the normal 250 dilithium drop. You'll receive one copy of Ubiquitous Borg Queen each week. Uh, this week and for a total of four or five weeks uh, according to uh, Ben and Joe over at TPG. Wow, what's what's exciting about this? Anybody jump in? We got a lot to talk about with Ubiquitous Borg Queen. And for the third time, I will say the art, the art, the art. I will let you guys cover all the stats and everything about it, but this is now my absolute tier one favorite art in the game. It is absolutely detailed. It is gorgeous. It captures this horrific character in a surprise from Picard season three finale. Spoilers. Uh, done by visual effects artist Mike Zhu, who is a fantastic VFX artist, and they just captured it. Just, I'm, I'm so pleased I have no words. The art alone sells it. Yeah, there's a depth to it. They've really got the shading just right. I'm, I'm really happy that uh, that they, they, they did it uh, on her. And it's difficult, too, because I'm sure that the reference that we all saw in the episode, it was filmed very darkly, so to be able to get the level of detail, they must have used dailies to be able to reference this and get it properly in the game. Um, somebody took a lot of extra effort to deliver this, and, and I'm impressed as well. But it's not the big art podcast. We need to talk about a Voyage debut rank of number two on a Command Sec Psy crew. Man, Command Sec Psy, that sounds pretty familiar. What's there to say about a crew like this, Janos? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, uh, if you can give me Sec Psy in any permutation, I'm happy about it. But honestly, the, the, the overall Voyage power is what's going to carry the day here. You don't see number one, number two Voyagers fall fall into the game all that often, and they don't fall away all that often. Uh, you know, Captain Braxton notwithstanding, sorry. Um, and just some fantastic traits as well. Uh, so she can go on your voyages uh, for desperate, uh, cultural figure, crafty communicator. These are all um, animator traits. Several of them are collection traits. It's just a fantastic card all, all, all around. Um, you know, the, the debate in the community is going to be dupe or not uh, with the number two overall Voyager that you can, you know, get four out of five. Uh, that's where she's coming in. She's number two, um, where number one is currently Mir Tuvok, who, although is technically available to everyone, uh, you do have to have the luck of finding him in your... Uh, faction store and you have to have the 5,000 dilithium to shell out for him and then number three on the voyage ranks once she debuts chances taken kirk again available to everyone but you have to work for those three copies um or even the first copy and spend sites to get him up to uh five five um meanwhile she is quote unquote free for not much effort <laughs> everybody is going to have a chance to uh, to earn her copies. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, so a little and, bit, a little yeah. bit of reference here. Uh, so 
we've all been flying acting Captain Eryx pretty frequently in this same yep. skill set. Ubiquitous Borg Queen's raw voyage score is 107 points higher than acting Captain Eryx. Um, so another premier voyager in the pair, Command Sec. Uh, you called out Nifty Chances, Taken Kirk. Uh, Ubiquitous Borg Queen is currently in second place just behind the premium final boss reward that you get for fleet boss battles. So that's that's a pretty fantastic pedigree from where I'm standing. Um, what other value does oh. this card have? Yep. Yeah, Otto, I knew you were handsome, but you're very intelligent too because I also wanted to bring up acting Captain Eric's uh, about a year and a half old now. Now, he debuted at number four Voyage. He's still in the top ten after a year and a half, and their, po their power creep surges do come and go. Sometimes they will just you know, absolutely blow up the top 10, and sometimes uh, they'll go a year plus with only one or two additions there. So uh, you know, I kind of want to hate on this crew because command sec is extraordinarily common for Voyagers, but I just kind of can. A top three base, uh, top two Voyage, you know, even if you have another command sec option like Chances Taken Kirk, maybe even if you duped him, you would still use at least your first copy of Borg Queen. Um, I wouldn't recommend duping her because I think she does have a lot of over overlap, but the first copy will absolutely get a lot of use uh, in several areas of the game. I do think uh, that tier might be a bit inflated by by an arena ability, which is kind of second tier for what it does. Attack, crit bonus boosts you can find uh, in better supply. But if you are short on sites and you want to try to hit several areas at once, uh, maybe you don't want to retrieve a, a better or, or go to Honor Hall for a better attack booster, uh, she can do it in a pinch. So I, that is some value, but I wouldn't say, you know, in a vacuum that this is someone that you want to go, uh, go after just for that. Final notes here on this card. Uh, excellent shuttle rating. Her extremely large command base means that she'll also get you a lot of work in faction events as well. Um, and the Big Book podcast has her, uh, the Big Book.app has her rated a number nine overall for shuttle usage. Probably in large part just because of the frequency of, of command shuttles that we see. So good, it, good luck spelling your name. <laughs> With continual missions, that huge base is going gonna, is gonna to do a lot of work. Voyages, obviously. If you're a newer player, uh, you can absolutely use her on ships, and then there is collection value. Uh, not great now but with uh, several uh, viable traits for the future, uh, you know, really the only thing missing from, from that scorecard is Gauntlet. Uh, and we'll always have a medical lot for that. The proficiencies you are know, somewhat healthy. Well, yeah, it's 10 different 45% set. So if you're a very new player, you really only need that first star, but uh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, so moving on to Seska and Kulla. So we have another standing up, sitting down dual crew here. Uh, Seska and Cullen will be our event reward in the up, uh, in the upcoming. Is it? Uh, so the future, future. I like I think it's going to be a, a combination skirmish and galaxy event that we have on the books here, or two events from now. Seska and Kulla featuring a sec primary with an eng secondary and a command tertiary. So another interesting skill set to talk about. Who's going to be gunning for Seska and Kulla for their uh, for their office chair collection? You've heard me say it three times now, and I promised you three. Here's four. The artwork, the artwork, the artwork alone. The beautiful flash furniture Garver mid-back burgundy fabric executive <laughs> swivel chair available right now on Amazon for $109 can be yours a whole lot cheaper if you win this card. Because if you've ever wanted a card of a Star Trek character sitting in a mid-2000s office chair, here you go. Complete with casters, 
armrest and everything. Let me just end the podcast right there, please. I think, we, I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for joining us. So, yeah, debuting at a voyage score of 75. Again, a little bit of a, a more scarce uh, skill set here, uh, but uh, but not completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh, ratings reasons and power level reasons to really go in heavy for Seska and Kala, but I'd like to hear some differing viewpoints here. Uh, Nifty, what are your thoughts on this crew? Well, as we know, there's been a, a small but very vocal contingent of players that have just been begging for another Kala card, and so uh, their dreams have finally come true. Uh, beyond that, though, no, this is uh, tier six on debut. Uh, is average at a number of things, um, is subpar at others, uh, and has amazing art. Uh, so, you know that that alone, we will always advocate for just taking a card because you love the art or you love the character. And there's nothing wrong with doing that here. But uh, don't feel bad if you miss out for any reason. Genos, do you like mashing buttons for skirmish? Or are you just going to accidentally get a couple of copies of this? I do like the mash buttons. Uh, so the good news is they've got uh, quite a few traits that'll eventually pay off, even though the only one right now is um, Cardassian. And then we've got the Voyager collection pending, even though it's going to be kind of a Habsy collection. Um, the, the bad news is it, this is a missed opportunity for them to have another fusion card with the four-star Kazon Seska that we just got and the three-star uh, Maj Kola. Missed opportunity. More fusions, please. Frank was sure they were going to screw up somehow the, uh, the 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 fuse with the Noskin thug, and someone would soft lock their account and have to be unlocked. But didn't end up happening. <laughs> no, they've been very clear. No stabby Picard. So, all right. Uh, enough said about uh, these these two as one. Um, we have a little footnote today. We don't usually go too in depth on the purples. Um, but I thought that my, my uh, esteemed co-host, Dandavin, might have something to say about the purple that will also be featured in Seska and Cole's event uh, by the name of Homesteader Chakotay. Interesting. Homesteader Chakotay. Is there somebody that likes... Is that me? Do I like Chakotays? I think Automaton 2000 myself is a Chakotay fan. But I'd like to hear what Dandavin has to say about this card. Yeah, you talk about Chakotay too much, Otto. Let Dandavin speak up. <laughs> I will not be entrapped... I was invited on this podcast <laughs> under false pretenses. I will not make enemies of the Big Book Podcast. Uh, no, you know, it's it's a shame. That's all I'll say. It's a shame, and the romantic trait is obviously missing. Folks, you've heard me say it four times now, and I'm going to give you a fifth bonus. The artwork, the artwork, the artwork. If you've got money right now and you want to get a card, light your money on fire and do not get this card because, oh, my God, the artwork is like, you know, a blind child with one arm and some crayons and some paper from the office that Seska and Kulla got their chair from could have done better art than this. No offense to the artist who is blind and one-armed that did actually do this art. He, he His legs look like beef jerky. I think that's the only thing I really have to, to say about the art. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just staring at him. Our Big Book Plus subscribers will be able to get a good look here while we're talking about him. <laughs> I do get big Jasper Beardly vibes. You know, that's a paddling the way he's kind of <laughs> slapping that... That that two by four against his hand, but uh, yeah, definitely a face app, uh, uh, a filter kind of moment there. Enough about this smooth skin. 
So I think that gets us caught up on some some of the power crew that we've been competing for and earning recently. Um, I do want to try to take a break from the crew for a moment uh, and talk about the objective events. So we have a little bit of news. We just had dropped the, the new, uh, con- well, I won't say new. It's the third time it's been run. The Continuum Mission Objective event uh, is coming up on our doorstep. Uh, so uh, a two-week-long event. Uh, we've done it twice before. So anybody that was really excited to get their uh, fully fused, fully equipped crew maxed out to uh, to four equipment slots now is going to have to scrape the bottom of the barrel and find some other guys to shove through these continued missions just to be able to hit these thresholds is this worth it are we still doing this what are the rewards why are we doing this why are we playing this game what is star trek timelines wasn't there a star trek legends no i think we're going to talk about timelines today frank are you still playing these objective events I am not. The The grand prize is a legendary behold, which is good for most people. However, as we'll talk about, uh, there's a portal update coming soon, and a legendary behold before a portal update is just like a Chakotay with bad art. Nobody wants that. Uh, you know, there's there's like a voyage token and some merits and maybe a little bit of quantum. And if you're actually playing the continuum mission feature, you know, you'll progress through most of this naturally uh but otherwise it's it's one that you can skip and you're not really gonna miss out on much nifty i see a voyage token in here in the rewards are you playing these (laughs) got got my eyes wide um i think this is a good opportunity to uh if you're looking forward to any faction event that um is on record where we know the traits coming up or we know who the existing cards are that are going to be uh in the event, you know, break them out now and unlock a couple slots on them. Uh, they can really boost you in the faction if you have any aspirations of of, of any sort of rank whatsoever. Maybe your first top 1500. Um, you know, I, to get a deeper roster for the most recent faction, I was getting all sorts of Klingons with, you know, mediocre by other standards uh, bases. Uh, that got the 2x multiplier I was opening up a couple slots on them uh, because those first two slots uh, only require four battles each of the uh, continuum mission so it's not that hard uh, to therefore uh, progress on the you know slots unlocked objective because uh, you really have to grind to get that third and then fourth slot open but if you start opening one and two slots on a bunch of crew that you may use in events later that just that, that those slots are permanent you can freeze them you can thaw them later. The slot's still there. Uh, so it could just be a chance to kind of diversify your options uh, in the uh, equipment world. But as Frank said, the rewards themselves aren't that great. So if you just don't care, you're you're not missing out on a ton of uh, stuff. Well said. Um, I think that I, I tend to agree. I mean, I do I do play and I try to complete these continued missions. I, w- I wouldn't be too sad to miss out on the on the end reward here. Um, I think that a little bit of strategy going in is good, and you really have to pick your battles. There's so much to do in Star Trek Timelines that um, in, you know, unless you you put yourself in the position of playing it as a part time job, such as us content creators earning the big bucks from our sponsors, <clears throat> like. Uh, uh, Taco Mayweather Bell uh, paying us the big bucks for the new uh, combo heat up ladder. Um, five guys. And five guys. <laughs> Very food oriented here. They must know that those gamers like to eat. So, <laughs> thank you, Danjava. <laughs> 
Um, the uh, you know, and also we're right on the eve of a, another Crunchy Crowns event. Uh, uh, credit to Jano Sedanian for coining the phrase. Um, you know, you, you gotta you gotta pick your battles, and I think I'm much more excited about critical chronotons and. Uh, you know, making sure that I maximize that and get all the quantum for two full retrievals of exactly the crew that I want. Um, you know, as opposed to uh, you know just getting some random gold behold, old moldy gold beholds. Is that is that the the prize they're trying to force down our throats for a two week effort? I'm not buying it. One more objective event to talk about, though the one that we are just wrapping up here, which was a month long Convergence Day anniversary event. This is an interesting one. It's the first time they've really given us this much gold in one uh, objective event. We had the opportunity to earn uh, up to three stars uh, as, uh, as a consequence for playing in the weekend events, earning crew, fusing them up, leveling them up. Um, I want to take a little bit of a different approach here. Instead of us discussing each crew in depth, I'd like to throw them all out there and let you all take a stab at whichever one you'd like. Um, so we have a few crew to talk about that were given as rewards. Captain Tuvox, Usmana Tapol. Kashyyyk, uh, Elder Saru. So let's start with uh, with Genos. Uh, which would you like to talk about, and what are your big favorite tips for for the crew of your choice? Oh, thank you, Otto. Uh, I would like to talk about uh, Susmana Tapol, uh, who is our build for gauntlet option. Uh, this was the no biggest no brainer uh, citation for me. Starting at three out of five from the rewards, add two citations. I think six or seven collections, which is, is well above average. Uh, then once you get her fully fused, you can start opening up all those equipment slots, bringing her to Gauntlet. She gets so many uh, elevated crit sets. It was it was an easy choice. Uh, you know, she was my number one uh, reward from from this uh, objective event outside of uh, maybe the COP Cisco, which uh, only required one additional site to get his seven collections. Yeah, excellent Gauntlet card, debuting at, at Gauntlet rank number 11, uh, really kind of a, a vanilla skill set, but a, a lot of power there, and really unique uh, opportunities in the Gauntlet. So again, I think I think we maybe we've been hurt, maybe Tilting Point has hurt, hey, it's difficult to break into Gauntlet, um, you know, let's, let's make an excellent new exclusive that drops that's usable in the Gauntlet instead of giving us another Voyager. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's find some different avenues to push these out, so uh, I'm proud of them. Good job, guys. <laughs> Frank, uh, what, what's your favorite crew from this most recent objective uh, Convergence Day event? Well, Otto, I'll tell you who's not my favorite crew, and that would be Captain Tuvok, and the reason being the art, the art, no, I'm not going to do the art, uh, <laughs> although his, his uniform is poor fitting and he needs to see a tailor. Uh, you know, out of all the crew that we got, as Jeno said, we got a great gauntleteer, somebody will tell you about Kashyyyk, we got a great Voyager, uh, we got a great two-skill crew if that's your jam, and if it is, you need to go see a doctor immediately. Uh, Tuvok does ship battles, and he's automatically been beaten by crew that are coming out very soon or have come out around the same time, so he's not even great at that. Uh, Tuvok's ship ability, resignation denied, uh, 20,000 crit bonus with no trigger, initializes in four seconds uh and it's up for eight cool down for 10 uh and it's got a pretty good uh set of equipment bonuses that's you know that's a strong crit bonus especially when you compare it to what other people may uh currently be using in that meta for crit bonuses like vox who is only sixteen thousand. 
uh, and Vox comes up at six seconds instead of four, but Vox lasts longer. So then you have to start to math out, well, do I want more up front or do I want more over a longer period of time? You should also consult the doctor on that. Yeah, I was going to say people have been asking that question for a long time. <laughs> Who would like to take the next crew? We've got a few left to talk about here. Uh, I'll speak up for Kashyyyk. Uh, he's not just right, the Wookiee's whole planet. Kashyyyk, please, you're killing me here. Because Counterpoint is a fabulous episode. Kashyyyk, please, thank you. All right, uh, I'll also speak up for Kashyyyk. Uh, in fact, I'll pivot to Kashyyyk. We'll leave Kashyyyk for another podcast. Um, uh, yeah, Kashyyyk is, uh, is pretty great. He is the voyager of the uh, bunch. Uh, in fact, he debuts as a top 10 voyager in the game and in his skill set you know it's dip sec we think oh everyone sees the dip and, and sec all the time but he is actually the uh number one dip sec or sec dip uh voyager there is the only ones that even come close to him would be grady and vori defender chakotay and they are uh voyage exclusives so it's going to be a lot harder to get copies of them than uh his cheek uh, and most importantly, he's got that Eng tertiary, which that's going to go a long way in keeping him relevant for uh, a long time. You know, some of these powerful Voyagers, they debut, and then in a few months, they're yesterday's news, and we've got some new thing that they've thrown at us, and that person's going to be uh, a top Voyager for the next few months, and repeat, and repeat, and repeat. But when you throw that Eng tertiary in there, um, he's going to have some staying power over uh, some of the other you know, one-and-done Voyagers that we've seen over the years. And sorry, Danjavin, but I feel the need. I, I am passionate about Elder Saru. I think I'm going to take this final one here. So we we also received a shuttler. And, man, I love my shuttles. Uh, I think uh, Automaton 2000, myself, has, uh, has, slander me? has participated in, in quite a few faction events in the past to, to great effect. Um, but this, uh, this, this crew is just not the one that I'm going to be maxing out. Uh, with with a, in a, First in a very long time, a two-skill crew uh, with a, a dip primary and a command secondary, and not much else to talk about. Uh, inconsequential for ship battles, um, really uh, some, some collection value to start. Uh, debuting with actually five collections is is nothing to sneeze at, um, and also with with such a strange list of traits, uh, maybe a little bit of upside in the future uh, for untapped potential. Uh, but really, the the primary day one usage for for Elder Saru is just going to be uh, to to shoehorn into a couple of shuttles here and there. Um, you know, I think that he'll be effective, but I'm not spending additional sites to bring him to max. I'm going to wait probably a year until he makes his way into the portal and bring him up the natural way over time hmm. I think that wraps up the objective event the only other thing I wanted to talk and roundtable a little bit is if anybody had any particular strategy for this if they get good metrics on this uh, type of objective event and they do it again let's say for the next uh, convergence day next year um, you know is this something that you know we're going to be preparing for saving up for maybe trying to uh, compete a little bit harder the events were quite a bit more competitive I felt over the past four weeks um, has that affected your gameplay at all? Have you chased to make sure that you got a copy to fuse? And uh, and really, what about uh, the mega recaps that are coming up this week? And, and uh, is it worth investing in just to get an extra star or two off of the last couple of days of this objective event? What are your thoughts, folks? I think it actually may open up the uh, 
the recaps for people that may not normally uh, want to splash out on them. Uh, it does, you know, still require some spending of dilithium, and uh, there are other, probably better ways that one could spend their dilithium. But if you do have a bit extra, maybe you've been uh, playing around with the offer wall and uh, have some extra lying around. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's your chance to maybe grab a couple copies of ones you missed, uh, or to get those final stars where now you've had uh, a few. Uh, whereas normally with the events, most people are uh, pushing to maybe earn that one copy out of an event. Um, you know, you can now get a few extras plus these objective events where you've earned uh, you know up to what three on a bunch of them. So it's just uh, it's a nice way to maybe flesh out some of these. Uh, Characters that we've already, you know, spoken of the virtues, or there's a risk of getting the ones where we weren't so kind about uh, their offerings to the game. And for players who are perhaps new or low spenders or real conservative with their resources, two of those events, a skirmish and a full faction, uh, only offered so many copies of the purple that you need, whereas the two galaxy or the galaxy hybrids would give you all. The, you know the three copies that you needed with i say more minimal vp some accounts may have a hard time uh getting to 130,000 vp uh to get the third copy if you're short a copy on one of those kind of weigh your options look at the gold that it'll grant and figure out is a purple scythe that you get at the end of the campaign or you know just through 18,000 honor which you can get pretty quickly through fleet boss battles these days and doing your dailies is that one purple site worth a copy of a gold to you? Because that's what you get. And that's a pretty good, I think, uh, transaction, one for one. I appreciate that they, they try, they're try they trying something different. Um, you know, it's, it's another opportunity for people to earn crew different ways. Um, and again, you know, not every crew is for every person. Uh, as Frank has said in the past, trying to get every single one is a fool's errand. It's just going to drive you crazy. Um, but it's just more options for more crew, uh, different ways to earn them. Uh, if you don't want to spend your weekend uh, eventing, you now have another method uh, for getting some new crew, fresh crew. Um, and it's just, you know, if, if you don't want to, don't. And if you do, do. It's, it's kind of the same thing we say about every part of this game. Uh, you know, it's all optional. And uh, these crew uh, are going to come around one day in the portal. Uh, so if you feel like you've missed out, they'll be back. Well said. So we're almost to the end of our big book podcast, but I do want to touch briefly on something that Frank had mentioned earlier, that we do have a portal update incoming. To those of you saving up your premium packs in anticipation, congratulations. And uh, for those of you who have spent them all uh, on an arguably very strong portal update that we are just coming to the end of, also congratulations. What power query are we looking for? Um, Frank, uh, if you have not yet earned all the crew in the game, uh, or if you're looking to dupe, what crew are entering the portal that are you excited about? Well, there's there's several good options, and there's also you know a great thing for uh, updating the ship schematics that that hit uh, as well. If you've got packs saved up, the number one with a bullet crew that's going to be added to the portal, I think undisputed, is going to be SETI Alpha Five Con. Uh, he was released back in July. Uh, he's Dip Command Sec, uh, which is, you know, the, the magical triplet. Uh, but he's got great traits, and he's got great power. Uh, he's still a top Voyager, 
and I, you know, for somebody that has all the crew in the game, I use him frequently for my voyages. So if I can get use out of somebody, probably anybody can. Uh, but if you're looking to retrieve people, I, I say, and you're, and you're looking at the new folks that just joined, he should be given serious consideration if you want a power voyager. Nifty, how about yeah, you? Yeah, if you're, if, I'll just interject real quick. If you're looking at him, uh, he'll have at least two unique uh, uh, retrieval combos where you only need two pole stars. Uh, caregiver, start uh, start collecting those caregiver pole stars now because caregiver plus villain or caregiver plus interrogator, both of them uh, do appear to be unique combinations. So uh, someone may be fact-checking me uh, on that, but uh, those those caregiver pole stars are going to be uh, probably going up in, uh, in cost pretty quickly. Uh, so I would strike now if you're a, a keen listener of this podcast because, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a great, easy way to, uh, to get your five copies. And, and five copies is what you want, uh, unless you're just going to cite them, which uh, I wouldn't fight anyone against doing. Uh, make him a retrieval uh, project and, uh, and grab those copies. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about a few notables here. So we have a former uh, campaign exclusive, Varani, who is one of the strongest Bajorans in the game, frequently flying on voyages for many of our paying uh, Star Trek Timelines players, now available for free in the portal to those who would like to retrieve a number of unique combos for him, and currently holding a V rank 15, Voyage rank 15, uh, also entering some more power crew, uh, well, a little bit more of a tired skill set, we do have Wanted Mariner and General Kivog uh, also entering the portal. Uh, very strong choices if you like your um, your various personalities or Klingons. Klingons with science. No one's ever given us a Klingon with science before. And for people looking to uh, fill out some of the more uh, like skill unicorn type uh, combinations here, uh, Tarias Bashir uh, and Tobin O'Brien are both uh, going to be making it to the portal uh, from our, our fun uh, Trill Mega. Was it a Trill Mega? Yep, that's right. Yeah, that was an yeah. excellent so We had a lot of Trill in a row. <laughs> yeah, all of uh, all of the Jantara folks uh, are coming to the game. Uh, coming to the portal, excuse me. Uh, and those two guys, I mean, they, they get a ton of use on my roster uh, just due to the that unique skill order. Uh, they, they find ways into your roster to, to fill out the holes uh, even when you may have just overall other powerful options. Uh, and I want to say, assimilated Bashir, uh, he's coming out as well, and he's uh, he's very useful. Uh, I've been using him a lot in uh, continuum missions as well, um, mostly as an excuse to boost him up for voyages, and then he just ends up being kind of in my rotation of who I choose to take to the continuum mission. So I, Danjvin, would like to talk about value over replacement. Uh, I'm not, you know, if if you have a tier one crew sitting there in City Alpha Con, uh, fine, you know, he's he's got good shuttle power, he's got good voyage power, he's got five collections, so why not? But in general, I'm a lot more choosy about uh, retrieving voyagers because you know power creep dictates the newer ones are generally going to be better, but it's really the skill set that's the issue. Seventeen of the last twenty crew have had two of the three command dip and sec. Uh, and so retrieving for that when you are just inundated with it week after week uh, is it's not I don't think it's the best way to go after things 
you know, a, a lot of players talk about, okay, this is, uh, I use it on my crew, therefore they're good. Well, you know, if you use the number two option on your crew and he's 99.6% as good, then does it really matter that, that you're using the other one more? You, you know, in terms of total efficacy, power fall off, that kind of thing, it feels really good to put a crew and see their face on there, especially if you vented for them or spend money for them. But, you know, if the efficiency is only a fraction of a percent better, then maybe your resources are better spent elsewhere. So when it comes to portal update time, I'm always looking to collections because they are evergreen. They will boost your roster power forever and ever. So a name like Leela Kira, seven collections, top of my list with a bullet. Uh, you know, all due respect to Khan, but I can get command sec pretty much anywhere. And then, uh, you know, maybe second level, I'm looking at uh, a couple of casual crew and tourist Hoshisato, Starfleet Medical Flocks. If I want to target a specific collection, maybe hit the next milestone. That's usually where my bloodhound nose drags me. So um, uh, the, the portal update opening up a lot of options for, for targeting milestones on a collection, I, I think is a nice way to go if you want that, that quick dopamine hit of another uh, global skill boost. Yeah, confirmation bias is strong. Hey, I mean, you'll be happy. Uh, may not be the optimal choice, though. A quick rundown on some of the crew that you may have sitting four out of five in your roster from past freebies slash megas slash campaigns. We have entering the portal, La Serena Borg Queen, Jeron Sisko, Zero Hour Archer, your mega crew for the past six months. From campaigns, we have Chief Engineer Rutherford, uh, excellent fleet boss battle healer choice. Uh, we have Amundroth Pike, Albert Macklin, Insider Row, Evie Suit, Tendi, and of course we also mentioned Varani. Finally, the giveaway crew, Mirror Boimler and Captain Picard de Riker. As we advise frequently, maybe not the best citation choices, but if you're going to be able to get a retrieval and just spend a little bit of the free quantum that you're dripping and a little bit of credit uh, expenditure, you're going to be able to get all those collections out of that crew for your final star. Um, Otto, you're dripping your free quantum all over my rug. <laughs> I just had it cleaned. <laughs> That's okay. With all our our, our, our uh, Big Book Plus income, we'll be able to get that spot cleaned for you. No problem. Retrieval roundtable, quickly, uh, for each of you, uh, who's going to be your first retrieval once we get into this? Uh, one crew, pick one. What, what do you got, Frank? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm speaking for Frank, too, here. Uh, I'm actually going to go for Chief Engineer Rutherford because I'm using him on my Fleet Boss Battle Ultra Nightmare setup and Nightmare setup as one of my healers. And I've only got him at 3-5 right now, so I'm actually going to finish him out, make him nice and strong, and finish out uh, my bridge level 29. Nifty. Uh, I actually don't know. Uh, I'm kind of scrambling here to, to find uh, somebody. Uh, Nifty's turning up I... his nose at the entire portal update. No, I, I love portal <laughs> updates. Um, I usually hold on to packs that I earn until the portal update um, to flesh out those uh, people that maybe I, I didn't get. Um, I definitely look forward to grabbing uh, the, the purples, the super rares that are available. I'm not advocating for crew retrieval uh, on those guys, though, but uh, I do love when they show up in the portal. Uh, and there are definitely some legendaries uh, out there that I know, you know, I maybe only got the one copy they, they weren't worth uh, a citation to me at the time, but uh, they're definitely going to be somebody that I want to uh, start to fill out for uh, collections. Um, and I'd have to double check, but you know, usually each update there's some crew that I just missed, and they might not even be good, but they just I love their art, you know. And maybe I was busy that weekend, or it was a galaxy, and for me, screw that. Uh, <laughs> where I'm glad I'm going to now have the opportunity to to grab that copy. Got to catch them all. 
Dangevin. As you're doing this uh, this pre-searching, you can go to bigbook.app slash help uh, and see all the different search commands there. Uh, my favorite one is, you know, hyphen portal, minus portal. That means crew not yet in the portal, and, and you can kind of take a look at who might be coming up. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing for years since bigbook.app launched. I go to the collections page, uh, and I run down the list there because that does take into account current power, the likelihood of, of future trades hitting, and that has served me well so far. And, you know, it actually feels uh, quite nice to go ahead and be proactive with crew who may have four, five, six viable traits, and they may not top uh, the current list right now, but then week after, or rather month after month, they start ticking these collection boxes, and you're, you're glad you did that ahead of time. So I'll take the choice that buoys the power of all my crew across my roster. All right, and for myself, Automata 2000, since I'm an aficionado of the new Continuum Mission feature, I'll probably be going for Varani for the big dip base. That can also be boosted uh, with the Continuum equipment. The Orb of Prophecy and Change uh, will make him a absolute monster in Continuum missions and most other game features. Anybody stocking up on other pull stars? We heard about Caregiver. Uh, excellent choice there. Any other pull stars we're getting? I think Engineered covers quite a few. We've got a few different Bashirs showing up, so maybe that's going to be my choice for a stock up. Uh, Frank, any pull stars you're looking for? Well, Trill will be used for quite a few of these uh, from that Trill Mega that we're getting. And also, I'm going to preemptively stock up on Theoretical Engineer because that no good, very bad, uh, evil Tobin O'Brien comes in with Theoretical Engineer and Engineering and Science, and he knocks Sylvia Tilly, the greatest two-skill card in the whole game, out of 100% retrievable options. She is now a 50-50 with him. Nice. Very good call. The, um, the Big Book Podcast is winding down, approaching its end here. Thank you to all of our listeners who stayed with us for yet another long podcast update. We uh, will continue to bring these to you as so long as you're our listeners. Please let us know. Shout out. Respond to the YouTube video. Join our Timelines Talks Discord and let us know how we're doing, what you'd like to see and hear. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. In my bar.